The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Chair podcast with your host, Lakeisha. And today I have a very special guest in studio that is joining me for the whole show today. I'm so excited. <laughs> so this is Miss Arnita Holloman. So you want to say hi to the TC hello, listeners? Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> and to give you guys a little background for Miss Arnita, she is a licensed professional counselor, a speaker, an educator, and an advocate. She has over two decades of speaking, inspiring, and engaging crowds. Arnita has a gift to get right to the heart of the matter and help people move from a place of heartbreak to a beautiful journey of healing and wholeness. Arnita received her Bachelor of Arts in Psychology with a minor in criminology and law studies and received a master's degree in clinical psychology from Marquette University. She is currently the program director for the Sisters Program at the Benedict Center, where she leads a program of women in sex trade. She is also a woman of faith and integrates her faith with her knowledge of human behavior as she serves in the capacity of biblical counseling director at World Outreach Church. So, so many great things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just so excited to have you here. So when I ran into somebody, I'll keep her name nameless. <laughs> and she was like, Arnita saved our marriage. I was like, yes, Aww. I got to have her. And I had the opportunity to hear you speak on a panel um, at World Outreach for one of the... Um, Spirit, soul. Oh, spirit, soul, and body. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spirit, soul, and body. Yes. yes. And we had connected before mm -hmm. at an event. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, man, she's so dope, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. So are you. I'm excited Thank to be you. here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So how did you get into the field? What was it for you to be like, you know what? I want to do therapy. But even then, because your minor is in criminology and uh, law. So how, how are you intertwining all of that? So I cannot tell you when I first became interested. Um, I just remember being a little girl wanting to help people. And I remember, you know, wanting to, you know, I had these ideas of I want to build homes for the homeless. Yeah. I want to feed people. <laughs> I want to, you know, um, and I, I've always been interested in human behavior and mm -hmm. um, always uh, wanted to. I've always been a person to, to hear uh, deeply and to think deeply about what people are experiencing, what they're thinking, how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what led me down this path. I took a course off for a little bit and was, you know, an accounting major for a little while. <laughs> Everybody takes me steps. Okay. <laughs> so I finally got my, got my life together and uh -huh. got back on uh -huh. track and returned kind of to my first love of psychology. And so um, how I ended up as a criminology and law studies minor is um, I took an elective course um, family violence and public intervention mm. um, at Marquette and my professor at the time she she was a warden at a prison and I was oh. really interested in the class and I had been interested in like um, studying domestic violence and working with DV mm -hmm. victims and so um, she really kind of took me under her wing and was trying to recruit me into corrections <laughs> and so um, I had visited the prison where she was and did, then eventually did an informal internship oh. at another prison where she was and I loved it and so I did end up uh, working in corrections for a few years um, oh, wow. my grad, during my grad school days, which I loved it. Okay. Um, but it's 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 been a great mix. Mm -hmm. So that with um, teaching and mm -hmm. um, doing therapy. And so then I get to bring all of that into uh, my experience or um, at the nonprofit where I'm working right now. Mm -hmm. So what is the plans with what you're doing now in terms of because you are the director yeah, so I'm the program director for the Sisters Program. Mm -hmm. It's uh, one of the core programs of the Benedict Center, and so we serve women in the sex trade. Um, and we have two drop-in centers where they come for one-on-ones, um, mm -hmm. case management, um, treatment groups. Um, they can get some of their basic needs met, so food, clothing, mm -hmm. hygiene products, that kind of thing. We have a street outreach team that goes out and engages them on the street. Um, a diversion program that we work with nice. um, the police department and the DA's office to refer women to the program in lieu of ticketing or arresting. Mm -hmm. And so it's really to just help them get on the path that they want to be on. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so we're doing some great things, you know, there. I don't yeah. want to spend too much time no. talking about that. <laughs> no. Right. I'm sorry. Like, no, 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 no. That's okay. Yeah. No, that's very good. And then hopefully maybe like a link to something for those mm-hmm. individuals, mm-hmm. young women mm-hmm. or something I can mm-hmm. upload for people yeah. that they may have in their lives and yep. things of that Absolutely. Nature. And so it's, we work with women in the sex trade. So that's both street-based prostitution as mm-hmm. well as um, women who may be trafficked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Yay. sharing. You're welcome. You're welcome. How's your weekend been so far? It's been good. It's been good. I'm trying to remember it. Well, we had Spirit, <laughs> Soul, and Body yesterday, which was awesome. Oh. So it's for women once a month. Pastor Melva has Spirit, Soul, and Body, and it is always yeah. amazing. And this yesterday was about finances. I don't know what Ooh. next month is about, but it's always good. So yeah, finances. Little plug, come. <laughs> Yes, and I've been to one, and it definitely changed my life where I was just like, yes, I love this. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And it's mm -hmm. so informal and, you know, but yet very knowledgeable and relatable. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. and people from different walks of life with different experiences, very quite similar to what you may have gone through or are currently going through. Yeah, and it's not just for women at World Outreach Center. It doesn't matter where you belong or you don't go to a Mm -hmm. church or whatever. It's... It's an experience that you're going to feel welcome and you're going to feel like this was for me, regardless of wherever you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, have you seen Black Panther yet? I haven't. You haven't. No, okay, no. so I'm not going to give any spoilers, especially to any listeners either that haven't mm-hmm. seen Black Panther. But I went to go see it. Go see the movie. <laughs> I'm going today. I'm going today. Go see the movie. Like, I left out of there like, I love being black. Yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> And like, and if Wakanda was a real place, mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to go visit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's take a mass trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I just loved everything about it from the writing to the actors, like everything in it was top notch, mm-hmm. like everything. And I was just like, oh my goodness, because I'm not a comic person or a sci-fi type of person. But but I I think you would enjoy it okay. for people that aren't comic mm-hmm. book buffs and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I think you would enjoy it because everything was like written well. Like I said, the acting, casting mm-hmm. of each role like fitted each character. Okay. And that is his name, Chadwick Boseman, the main yeah, character. Yeah. He fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like I, I was like ooh, <laughs> and that makes it so much easier. You know when they easy on the eye. Yes, yes, <laughs> and you know just. Just the storyline, it relates to what's going on for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So, yes, y'all got to go see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go see it I'm again. going today. Good, mm-hmm. good. So we're going to get into our first segment of the day, which is called Pop Therapy. And Pop Therapy is usually spent around, like, news stories or article that I might come across that I feel people may want a therapeutic perspective on. And so um, the segment for the topic for pop therapy today will be in regards to the shooting that happened in Florida. Mm. You know, my condolences definitely to the families Mm. impacted of what happened in Florida in the high school as well as our fellow clinicians in Florida that mm-hmm. I'm sure are out there healing and trying to help people process this trauma that has happened. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of different conversations, you know, from the White House perspective. You know, it's it's um, a message across about mental health. Like I've seen people posting and writing articles about gun control and why are we doing that? So, Arnita, what are, what are your thoughts? So seeing that article... I'm reading the probably reading the different articles and seeing the stuff on the news about the young man. And just to give people a backstory, he was 19 years old. I mean, he went back to the high school that he was actually expelled out of, um, you know, and opened fire. And when you read the different articles, it's so many different layers to where like his mom had passed away and his dad wasn't involved in his life. And people are like, but he always had anger management issues or he was always like that weird kid. Mm -hmm. So what is your take when you are reading all of this and seeing all of this in the media? What are you thinking? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I have not read much or watched much about it. And I'll tell you why. Um, I don't watch the news much. I Mm -hmm. limit kind of my intake of some of those things just because of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And because we see a lot and we hear a lot um, with the women that we serve. And so I try to limit in my personal time how much extra kind of violence and gory and and really traumatic things that kind of I take in. Um, 
from what I understand of the situation, um, I know that he's a 19 year old white male. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that um, the issue of mental health or mental illness has come into play, which, you know, completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, just from the onset, I, I think what stands out to me is there are often different narratives mm-hmm. about different people. And so for um, young black people or for black people in general, it we don't always get the benefit of the doubt of being mentally ill. Yeah. Um, or um, if for some people would say, you know, might you say using it as an excuse, which I don't ever think it's an excuse mm-hmm. if someone has a mental illness. Um but I think that, you know, you've got to take all the factors involved. And there yeah. are a lot of people who um, have a mental illness who are living without a father or or biological parents or have mm-hmm. difficult relationships with people that are not opening fire mm-hmm. at a school. Yeah. Um, so I think there are just a lot of pieces to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to rush to judgment on anything. Right. No, but, definitely. but to be mindful that. Um, there are some hurting people right now and yeah. that, you know, that is, is central, I think, to the situation. And, and, and not to say that we should forget about anything else. Cause I mm-hmm. mean, there, there are of course the conversations about gun control and, you know, when right. do we talk about it? We talk mm-hmm. about it now. We talk about it always right. until we do something about it. Right. <laughs> exactly. We keep talking about it. Mental illness. When do we talk about it? We talk about it now. We keep talking about <laughs> yes. it because it's always an issue, you know, yes. do something about it, help people out. Um, but also be there to help the people who are wounded and who are broken as a yes. result of this. Help them work through this and to be with them and um, do whatever we can to help them, you know, get to the other. There is I can't even say there's another side. I mean, but, get but, to a, a, a place that, you know, maybe where it's not as heavy as it is right in this yes. moment. Yes, I agree. I agree. And and when I first found out of the story, because the population I deal with a lot of the times are the kids, elementary age. And so, you know, of course, for me, it was so many things going through my head. Just, OK, how many people have had um, interactions with this young man mm-hmm. for them to be like, he always had anger management issues. He's always been the weird kid. And for them to be adults and not do anything. And, you know, I I had to take a step back because with me being in the schools, I'm constantly educating the educators on just what to look for. Those internalizers, those ones who aren't just out there behaving outwardly for us to see. But Mm -hmm. what what are those signs of those students and what they can do? Because I think sometimes as adults, we may not necessarily know what to do. When we see certain behaviors that may be out of character or out of norm for a child of a certain age, or we may have that um, bystander syndrome where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. well, he going to come in contact with somebody else somebody that may else will do it. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And so it was just so many moving parts for me, mm-hmm. you know, um, just hearing the story. And again, hearing people like he's always had anger management issues. Well, and... I think we have to unpack that whole, well, he's always been a weird kid. Like, yeah. what is that? What does that mean? And, you know, what 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 what's attached to that whole you know, idea like this is the weird kid, so it's okay for him to behave abnormally or we'll just exactly. ignore it because we don't want to deal with it. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I think there, like you said, there's a lot to unpack there. It is. It is. You know, and and it's a tough conversation, you know, because I'm not going to sit here and say one should be higher ranked than the other in terms of like mental health or gun control. Like you said, like we should always be talking about both. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so more um, normal to talk about the gun control versus like the mental health. And that's just for everybody, you know, white, black, Hispanic, whoever. Yeah. So to constantly having that conversation just about our mental wellness. Um, so, yeah. So. I don't know, you know, definitely prayers and thoughts to the families in Florida. Absolutely. So, yes, Ooh, tough conversation. Mm-hmm. But across the therapist desk today, because, you know, Valentine's Day was a few days ago. And I was like, OK, I got to do something because last year I did um a whole series, a relationship series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, man, I got to be talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I love to talk yes. about. <laughs> and like I said, when somebody has said Anita helped they marriage, mm. they were literally word for word. She was the therapist who saved our marriage. That was the words. And I was like, 
yeah, I got to get her on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I love working with couples. So we can just help and heal people and break those cycles. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so excited. So after this break, we will be back with Miss Arnita again. Y'all, she joining me for the whole show. Hey, and hey. we're going to be talking about relationships. As a matter of fact, it's going to be real love versus fake love. Ooh. So y'all stay tuned after this. And remember, you're listening to the Evolving Chair Podcast. Right, and we are back, y'all. I still got Miss Arnita in the house. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, I, I just want to address this thing of real love versus fake love. And it was totally inspired because over the weekend, my church um, does this thing every year um, around Valentine's Day, um, Love Music and Poetry. And this was Love Music Poetry 5. And so this year it was putting love on trial. So Ooh. people's like fake love towards God based on like their behaviors and their actions. And so it was just so many different cases, like many cases they did. It, it was wow. it was so dope. So, you know, it was a mix of spoken word and some psalmist. It, it was just so awesome. And so I was just like, I'm inspired by that. Like, right, right. I wish I would have known. Uh, yeah, going on for years. I don't even know. <laughs> yes. And it, it's something that everybody should be able to come to. So hopefully next year mm-hmm. you'll be able to mm-hmm. join us. But I, I guess so, because I'm thinking just last year, I talked about like basically how to sustain relationships. But I, I think I want us to lay that foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, of how do you know when you're ready to be in a relationship and what does that look like? You know, because I think so many people are like, I need to be in a relationship because of these relationship goals that we see or, you know, our parents that may be in a relationship or our friends getting married. Mm -hmm. And it's just something about that, like, biological clock that's ticking. You want to have kids or you just want to have that significant other you can come home to, right, that we build this fantasy life of, like, I want to live happily ever after. I want my Prince Charming or my my, uh, princess or my queen. (laughs) So how, how do we get there to be able to sustain and so I want you to drop some knowledge. Like, I'm just kind of like, girl, just tell us all your secrets that you helping people. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of <laughs> Look, look, look. Let me tell y'all. Like, Arnita was like, so, you know, give an idea of what we talking about. I was like, girl, like, in my spirit right now, I'm just like, we're going to do, like, real love versus fake love. But, you know, I got to get more inspiration to really get, figure out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, you know what? I want us to be able to lay that foundation. Mm-hmm. And where does that start? And, you know, this this conversation today is definitely going to progress within this time frame. So y'all bear with me now, okay? Like, I know where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> I promise. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I think um, in true uh, psychodynamic form, you know, <laughs> we got to go back. Yeah. I think w- when you talk about laying a foundation, we have to go back. What? What was your foundation? How how did you see relationships play out as mm-hmm. a kid? What were you taught about love and relationships? What did that look like? How did it how did you what did it look like it felt to other people? What did mm-hmm. it feel like to you to watch it play out, whether that's between your parents or or between other people? Um, what messages do you get? Because all mm-hmm. did you get all of those things come into play when we get into relationships with other people. So all of that learning and modeling that happened mm-hmm. as we were growing up. Um, we bring all of that along with our own uniqueness and personality mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff. We bring <laughs> all of that into our relationships. And so sometimes we got to come back and unpack, mm. you know, what what was it that happened between my mom and dad? Or mm-hmm. maybe a parent was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they seemed like everything was perfect and they never argued and they never had a disagreement. And so you didn't learn how to handle conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they had too much conflict and they handled it in an unhealthy way. And so you never learned how um, to disagree without, you know, abuse Mm -hmm. or, Mm. um, or maybe you, you know, if you're, you're a black girl, maybe you grew up with this whole, you know, you are independent woman. You don't need no man. You don't need nobody, you know, that kind of teaching. So all of that, you know, becomes a part of who you are, becomes a part of your self-concept, but it mm-hmm. also becomes a part of your relationship identity. Mm. And so we have to, you know, unpack that and say, where am I? 
what do I believe mm-hmm. and why and and what it, what about that am I bringing with me? And is that going to sustain a healthy relationship with somebody? Mm. Is that going to give me white picket fence that I'm looking for? <laughs> is that going to give me the somebody that I'm like, oh, I just want somebody to come home and just love me and be excited <laughs> when I walk in the door and, you know, bring me roses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is he going to want to deal with you, though? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, are you too much? Are you ridiculous? You know, or are you putting up with too much? Mm. Have you gotten the message that it's better to have somebody Mm. than have something? Mm. And so have something of substance, something healthy. Um, So I think really it's unpacking that. And then the other piece is I don't care how healthy your upbringing was and how Mm -hmm. healthy your modeling was. Everybody got some junk. Girl, you better say that. Everybody. <laughs> like, nobody comes to this, to a relationship yes. without their own junk. <laughs> and so you got to stop and say, what a, what a, what junk do I have mm-hmm. that I'm aware of? Because mm. I also believe that there's point. some things you don't know until you get into a relationship. Yes. And so I was, I was doing a Facebook Live the other day, and I said, you know, uh, we are hurt by relationship, but we're also healed by through relationship. Mm-hmm. And some things only happen within the context of relationship. Mm. So there are some things you can work on and you like, I'm good to go. <laughs> yes, Lord, send him Jesus. <laughs> and then he get there and stuff start happening. It's like, whoa, like it's a storm. And you're like, well, I thought I was ready. <laughs> I know I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, and then stuff get tricky, and yes. you like, Lord, could you help me, please? Because I look foolish. <laughs> and so you have to know what what junk do I have? What mm-hmm. can I work on now? Mm. And then what tools do I have once I get into a relationship and I mm-hmm. realize there's other junk? Mm. Like, do I have the tools to deal with it? Mm. That's good. Now, what what are some like action steps for people mm-hmm. to be aware of their junk that they can, you you know, visually be aware of to be like, oh, shoot, I know I, I can be selfish or, you know, mm-hmm. I know I can be messy mm-hmm. or, you know, I just know I can just be inconsiderate for whatever. So what are some kind of like action steps for them to be able to process mm-hmm. that stuff out if, say, they are not in a relationship? Yeah. So I think that just. Some of the examples you just gave, I think it's it takes a, some level of insight. <laughs> so, can you see yourself? Because there's some people that struggle with seeing themselves, like you know. And I'm sure you know some. We all Lord, do. It's like, yes. have you met yourself? Like, and you cool with that? Wow, how are you living with that every day? But, but there's some people that you know they need a little help. But, um. You know, so having some level of insight, what things trigger you, what things get you upset, mm-hmm. even if it's in in that in friendships. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Relationship really is good. relationship. Mm, that's good. And so maybe there are things in friendship. So, for example, you know, my best friend, she smacks and that irritates me. <laughs> like for real. And, you know, and we, we've been friends for years. Uh-huh. We've been friends since we were little girls. Uh-huh. I remember her being in college and she would call me. And I didn't even think I was paying for the call. <laughs> but she it was like like clockwork. She would put something in her mouth when we were on the phone. And I'm like, I got to go. Bye. I will talk to you later. And, you know, like I would be upset. <laughs> and so um, I still get upset when she smacks. But the difference <laughs> is, it. is that I, I had to step back and say, I can't control her chewing. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I love her, and no, I still don't want to talk to her on the phone <laughs> she's, <laughs> when she's eating. But for real, though, I can't control her mouth. Mm. And, and why do that bother me so much? Mm. So what was it about her smacking? It's the sound. Just, right? it's just, okay, it's just, just, just for you to sound. Yeah, like. it was just the sound. It's, and Well, the other piece of that is I just think it's bad manners. Mm. And so what's, what's valuable to one person is not valuable yeah. to another person. So I grew up with, you know, my mom teaching me very, you know, there are things <laughs> that are just, you just don't do this. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So you don't sit at the table and chew like, you know, with your mouth open like a cow or whatever <laughs> the case may be. And so I think that's bad manners. Mm. And so then not just the sound is irritating to me and I think it's bad manners. Then am I making judgments about her as a result of that? Mm. And so this is the unpacking your own stuff. 
Mm. And so we can do that in any kind of relationship. Um, And so also the other piece of that is um, take a look at yourself and why. What what is your reason for your desire for the relationship? Mm -hmm. So if it's just, you know, um, because I just want somebody to help me pay these bills. (laughs) I mean, which I do. But (laughs) that's 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 not. That's mm. not a good reason to say I'm going to commit my life to somebody yes. just so I can have financial help. Mm. And so because it, when we let some of these things rise too high to the top, mm-hmm. we will compromise our values. We will compromise mm. our self-respect and our dignity for things that are um, just it's just not necessary. And so it really takes a good look at yourself. The other piece is can I be with me without someone, without someone around, without, Mm -hmm. you know, having the constant interaction without somebody. Ooh, baby, I love you. Am I comfortable with myself? Hmm. And it's not just I want the companionship because I think we all feel that. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, I'm single, especially as a single woman, you know, I feel that. But at the end of the day, I actually enjoy my own company, though. Mm. And, and, And I don't think... You're ready to be in relationship with somebody when you cannot fully embrace who you are and enjoy being with yourself. Yes. I love that. And you said three things that I was just like, ooh, that's good. The first one was that you was like, I cannot control her her smacking. Like I, I can't do that. And for I me- was trying to though. Oh, you were? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, I was going to decide. Girl, you showing some real love because you allow her to be her. But okay, no, so no, how I was okay. trying to control it. Okay. <laughs> but but that's why I had to take the step back. I mean, and it took me decades to take the step back. I'm just saying, you know, at some point, sometimes I think God be like, come here, come here, fool. Because it's just like, stop being ridiculous. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. that's her mouth. Okay, God, but let her use her mouth at her house. <laughs> I was trying. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, when we think of uh, of real love, it, it's those people that allow the person to be them. So, you know, eventually you got to that place of being like, OK, I, I love this girl. She's my best friend. Flaws and all. And that's real love mm-hmm. right there. When you just love everything, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, you, you try to change it. But, you know, after a while, you're just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You you had to take the self the step back to look at yourself mm-hmm. to be like, what's wrong with all of this when it comes to me and her smack? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and then that was a two-way street because then she started to get to the place where she said, I'm getting ready to eat, so I'll call you back. So I'm like, okay. Mm. Now, did you ever have a conversation with her? Oh, yeah, because I was like, trying to control it, yeah. So, okay. So I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, why? Are, and, you know, because <laughs> because we, like, don't sugarcoat anything with each other. <laughs> So it didn't always come off very nice. Uh But, um, you know, yeah, we had that conversation many times over the years. But eventually (laughs) we got to a place, you know, where we both like, okay, Mm. hey, call me back when you're done. Or she'll say, "Um, hey, I'm getting ready to eat. So I'm going to call you back because I know that's good. Yep. Okay. Talk to you later. (laughs) So respecting each other's values, Mm -hmm. though. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that's that's real love mm-hmm. right there, y'all. And another thing you said was that it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. You can learn about yourself in friendships. Yes. And I think we in society have, has this set up that I will only know what type of woman I am or what type of man I am when I'm with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not really understanding, you know the type of woman and the type of man you are within your friendships. Because that will overseep into your relationship, your romantic relationship. If you struggle with being vulnerable in your friendships, mm. you're going to, I don't know how you jump, make that huge leap from, I don't trust these people I call friends mm. to now I'm going to fully trust this person that is my mate and be vulnerable with them relationship is relationship now granted there are different dynamics to different types Mm -hmm, of relationships mm -hmm. so i don't want to discount that but i'm saying just some of the general stuff and and you recognizing you there you you know 
you can't make there. You're not going to be com- a completely different person mm-hmm. from one relationship to the next. Mm. And that's good because it's funny because like I'm I'm reflected on myself like okay with me and my friends like <laughs> what is it about me <laughs> that I'm like because I I think even I have that falsehood to mm-hmm. believe that oh I'm not gonna be that way when I'm with my husband or whoever you gonna be however you be. <laughs> that's that's what, that's what it is. You're gonna be however you've been being. <laughs> y'all hear that? <laughs> y'all gonna be who y'all been being. <laughs> exactly. And I know it's not good English, and I paid for good money for that degree. <laughs> However, I'm blackity black. You know, you gonna be who you gonna be. Whoever yes. you've been being, that's who you're gonna be when you get in that, into that relationship. That is so good. Because, again, for me, too, it's funny because, like, as I'm talking to, like, the kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I talk about that, about relationships and how they interact with each other and, like, how that will stay with them as they get older. But me, as an adult, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to really find out who I am when I get married. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, and I think there, I think there is some truth to that. You will find out new things about you. But I think life is a... A, a discovery in and of itself mm-hmm. I think that as you learn and as you grow and as you experience new things you'll find out new things about yourself but again it's not gonna it shouldn't be rather some major you know difference and mm. even when you get into that romantic relationship and those things come up that you didn't maybe didn't you know mm-hmm. know were an mm-hmm. issue if you if you really take a take a look back you can see where maybe there were some triggers before that you just didn't recognize Mm -hmm. and the intimacy of a romantic relationship goes deeper than the other relationships and so then it it helps to magnify some of those things yes and it's so funny because you talked about like people like wanting um to be in a relationship probably for just like the financial gains of it or what can you do for me? And, you know, as you know, because ch- ch- I'm, I'm coining you as like just the love guru. I yes. don't know, marriage guru. Yes. Some, some. Because yes, I love, love, love. <laughs> yes. And, and, and when you talked about that, that's actually one form of love. And it's called an empty love. Mm-hmm. When people get into relationships for the gain of it, like the financial piece of it, the stability. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need somebody to help me with my kids mm-hmm. or do this. Mm-hmm. That is empty love. Mm-hmm. Now, how how do you... So, right, my, my brain is just like all discombobulated because I'm trying to formulate the right question in terms of um, focusing on the empty love just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of foundation would have been set for somebody to want to pursue that type of love. But us not knowing that empty love is that type of love. You see what I'm saying? We're just like, oh, you know, I just need somebody to help me with my bills so I can feel fulfilled or help me with my kids and be a mom or be a dad to them or whatever. What kind of foundation was set for that person, for them to to think like that? Well, <clears throat> it could just be um, that that they maybe had those things had that kind of relationship at some point and they no longer have it. And so they really miss having that, that mm-hmm. help there. So there, that's one piece because you'll feel the difference, right? Mm-hmm. With, you know, if you're married and you have children when you have your husband in the home and who's helping you out um, versus, or you have the, the children's, you know, dad who's, who's helping out. And then that goes away mm-hmm. versus, you know, you starting out as a single parent, not having enough. Um, mm-hmm. So, there, there could be just the missing what was once there, you know, and mm-hmm. then there could be um, sometimes when we are empty, we will try to fill it with anything other than the thing that it needs. Mm. And so we can fill it with money. We can fill it with mm-hmm. another person in the seat or laying next to you in the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the core of that, Usually what you need to fill that space is with love, honesty and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And that comes from yourself. Mm. Um, That's dealing with yourself again, going back to what are the core issues? What do I need to deal with? What do I need to accept that this is my reality? Mm -hmm. And so maybe you need to, you know, live on less. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) maybe you need to get another job, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. Um, 
and accepting where you are right now and not just um, making what you have enough, but recognizing that you are enough. Mm. Like, I am enough. I'm not empty. I'm not, Mm. you know, whether you know that that's what the term is or not, but I am enough right now, right here, right now. Me and the kids, we're enough. enough. We're enough for ourselves. We're enough for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And when somebody else comes into this relationship or into this package, he's going to bring more enough to it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just that we are empty and um, we're waiting for somebody to come fill us up. Mm, That's good. And and so just in, in the conversation of love, it says love needs three components. If you can talk a little more about what are those three components that is needed within love, because I have like six other types of loves we're going to talk about, too, and figure out what foundations was laid for people to merge on that path. Well, why don't you start with the three you have? Because um, sometimes I veer off into my own thing. So you start with the three. That. Okay. You start, you start <laughs> with the three you have. Okay. So the three I have is passion. Mm-hmm. So an intense physical yep. attraction, um, a partner's feeling towards one another, intimacy. So you're sharing your feelings, personal mm-hmm. thoughts, um, and psychological closeness and commitment. So your conscious decisions to stay together. Mm-hmm. So like the companionate love, right? So mm-hmm. the companionate love of all the types of love is is typically or, or often seen as the love that is going to stand the test of time, right? So yes. we have the passionate love that mm-hmm. that's the, oh, my God, the butterflies in the stomach. And, mm-hmm. You know, like, ooh, 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 just get chills. <laughs> but you don't always feel like that, right? <laughs> it's good and all until. <laughs> until. Right. Until somebody drink the last swig of juice or whatever it is. <laughs> um. But that companionate love is what's going to stand the test of time and that because because the passionate passion is going to wax and wane or it mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. And so the companionate love is we have a companionship. We have a connection. We have a bond. We have that intimacy that is going to withstand the time when we don't feel all butterfly and wooey and cooey toward each other. Mm-hmm. Um I just lost my train of thought. What was the other part of your question? What was that's your... okay? Okay. Like, um, what is. For the, so for them to be in that companionate mm-hmm. type of love, like mm-hmm. you said, the ooey gooey, the butterflies, oh my gosh, she takes my breath away. Mm-hmm. She takes my breath away, love at first sight mm-hmm. type of ordeal. We mm-hmm. going to rough this out together mm-hmm. forever. What kind of foundation would have been set for people to go that route of that type of love or seeking that type of love? So I think they have to have healthy models. Now, let me let me say this. There are people who stay together um, and they they weather the storms mm-hmm. and they should have left. Mm. So I think there's a difference between I'm just going to deal with it mm-hmm. versus, you know, we're we're in this together and mm-hmm. we're we're committed to the process because mm. uh, not everybody is committed to the process. Yeah. Um, and then there is. Um, oh, geez, I just lost my train of thought again. I don't know where it's going, but train come back. Um, so. The foundation that would be, um, see how that works? I told it to come back. It's back. (laughs) Thank Um, you, Lord. Right. (laughs) But the foundation is, again, having healthy modeling. Mm. Um, And when you don't have the healthy models, then you seek out the information that you need. Mm. And so there are things that, you know, I didn't see growing up, but I learned about them. Mm, you know, so yeah. it does. It doesn't mean that I always had to have had that experience, mm-hmm. but somebody has had that experience and somebody knows what that should look like in a healthy way. And so I can learn about that and then I can take that knowledge, apply that knowledge to my own life and my own relationship. Mm hmm. That's good. I love that. And so, again, going back to not necessarily the foundation was set by their models, but them seeking out that information Mm -hmm. or probably even having maybe like friends Mm -hmm. who have um, modeled that type Mm -hmm. of love. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's just like when you, you know, you understand attachment theory. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you've got your your, you know, your secure attachment and then you've got your yeah. insecure attachments and regardless to what your um, original attachment style with your parents was that can be changed right but that mm-hmm. only changes when you have a healthy model 
that mm. changes it. And so you have somebody else that comes along in your life and they show you the healthy way of, of being and loving and, and doing life together. And again, that could be another caregiver, authority figure, some a friend, mm-hmm. um, some, you know, somebody else you can be in close relationship with that can help, you know, change the course of like your attachment style and what that looks like. Mm, that's good. And another type of love is romantic love. Mm -hmm. So it's intimacy and passion, but no commitment. Um, You're afraid to commit to one another out of fear it will die out. So that's because you have a sec- insecure attachment, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Because there's the fear that I'm going to give all of myself to this person mm. and they're going to walk away or they're going to disappoint me. And mm. so I will only give pieces of me or I will only do the the romance thing with this person. I'm really not going to give all of myself. Um and that kind of relationship is not going to it's it's not sustainable. Mm. And it, it, People are going to end up hurt. And if mm-hmm. even the person who thinks that they are controlling, because that's what it is. They're trying to control how that looks and how that mm-hmm. feels. They often don't recognize that they're harming themselves in the process. Mm. What are some, because, so, and again, y'all bear with me. Like, I, I promise, like, I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I'm just thinking, I hear so many conversations, like, about, um, and guys, no, I'm not like putting y'all down. I'm just because this is the example that popped in my head. I promise. Like, I love men. So mm-hmm. I love all y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But that men are trash because they didn't have that attachment with their mothers. And so they treat the women horribly because the moms weren't in their life. So he could, there could have been another woman in his life. So a grandmother, an aunt, um, a teacher, somebody else that he had a good relationship with. And, and maybe there wasn't. But again, just because we didn't get everything we needed as a child doesn't mean that we can't um, seek out the information that we need. Need Doesn't mean that we can't go get some therapy. You know, mm-hmm. therapist in here. It doesn't mean that we can't go <laughs> sit on somebody's yeah. couch and talk about it. <laughs> And deal with whatever the issues are, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that a part of that, too, is we need to change. You know, I want the narrative to be changed about mental health, mental illness, mental wellness, and Mm -hmm. also about therapy and particularly in the black community, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we call people crazy. And I hate that word when it relates to, you know, mental illness. Um, And we think black folk don't do that. You know, Mm -hmm. black folk don't get mentally they're not mentally ill or they don't go to a therapist or they don't mm-hmm. go through to a psychologist psychiatrist they do and they should more often um go get some help and deal <laughs> with that and just because you didn't have what you needed is not an excuse to harm somebody else period mm. like at the end of the day yeah you know even back to the whole school shooting him not having his dad in his life or whatever yeah. the case may be, that's not it doesn't make it okay you taking somebody else's life And whether you take their life physically or you take their life emotionally, Mm. like you break somebody's spirit when you harm them and you hurt their heart. Mm. And and that's not okay. You don't have the right to do that to somebody else. And it's because you're in pain, but you need to deal with your pain. Yeah. No, and I love that. And I I think of um, just like my personal experience, um, the last guy I talked to like did hurt my heart. So Mm -hmm. emotional for me was just like, I was like a mess. But again, like in hindsight and me being able to reflect on the situation, he had his own stuff that he needed to work on. And he was just like trying to find love. And I think his was more of that empty love because he I think it was like, I need a mama for my kids Mm. or you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. just trying to find to feel a need. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really that um, companionate type of love he was truly seeking. Mm -hmm. So, of course, right when you're in the thick of it, Mm -hmm. it's hard for you to really be like oh does does he really love me is this the real love or is this the fake love but when you come out of it you're able to really assess to be like that was fake love yeah. that wasn't no real love yeah and i've been there girl it's <laughs> a whole other session um and it might be a session like, let me get your number and then i can pay you for it but no <laughs> um 
no, part of the problem is we don't have conversations with people. We get into relationship, mm-hmm. we get into love with people, and we're not having conversations. <laughs> like, what are we doing? One of the things I used to ask people is, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? What is it that you are looking for? Mm-hmm. And so I remember, you know, because when I used to say that, sometimes people would feel like be taken aback by it. Like, what you mean? I don't want nothing from you. <laughs> you do. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. I want something from you. Right, I wouldn't give you the opportunity right. if I didn't. We you all right. want something from each other. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Right. I want something from my best friend just like I want something from my mother or my brother yes. or my man. I want something from them. They want something from me. And I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want anything from me. I don't want mm. you. Well, why well, why are you here? here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, that's my point. <laughs> So. I love it. But like you said, I think when we do say, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. We automatically think of the negative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but I think we got to have those conversations. What do you want? This mm-hmm. is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have that from you or love to explore the possibility of mm-hmm. if we can do that for each other. Um, but we can't get to that place or we don't get to that place soon enough. You know, We need to have those conversations in the beginning. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'd like, you know, for my relationship. These are my values. What about Mm -hmm. yours? What are you looking for? What are you interested in? What are your values? Um, What are the, what are your, what are your, we talk a lot about our deal breakers, but we very Mm -hmm. rarely, if ever talk about our deal makers. These are the things that make it stick for me. Mm. These are the things that say, yep. I'm going to work this one out. Mm. And so we if we would have those conversations in the beginning, we would we would save ourselves a lot of heartache. And so, yes, here's the other caveat to that. People will say all kinds of things. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. I want you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, I love you. Right. Or or boy, you know, I love you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to be married. That's what I'm looking for. I'm ready to settle down. Yeah. I'm tired of playing. I've been out here. I didn't learn my lesson. Oh, that's a, oh, that was my relationship. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, me too. But then you like, wait a minute. Your actions not lining up with what you said you wanted. Mm. And some don't feel right about this. And so I talk about the body alarm all the time. And what that to me, I, what I call, you know, that gut feeling you get something yes. ain't right, like something, something ain't, yeah. <laughs> That body alarm, don't ignore that. And, you know, we as women, we get put down a lot about our instinct, right? Yes. And do. so you get that in instinct, and, and everybody has it, but um, we tend to be more in tune with it just because we tend to be more in tune with our emotions and our feelings, and mm-hmm. only because we were socialized to be that way, mm-hmm. not because everybody can't be that way. Um, but we get put down a lot about that whole instinct thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, like something, this is mm. not, something's not lining up here and something's not right. And so we will override that. Yeah. Then we will see the evidence of it and overlook that. Yeah. And then a year later or six months later or, or five years later, like we somewhere on, you know, you know, hiding under the couch crying <laughs> like, no. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> That hurt my feelings. That, that was me. Yeah. Girl, I've been there. I'm just saying, like, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to be with anybody ever again. Yeah. I ain't trusting nobody. Yeah. And then, you know, tomorrow I'll be like, oh, Lord, I want somebody to love me. After you done prayed, right. Lord, I don't want to talk to nobody. I just want you, Lord. Right. Take them all away. Oh, God. Ah. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, if we would start those conversations in the beginning. I mean, I remember talking to this guy once and, you know, I was very clear, like I'm dating for the purpose of marriage. Mm. Um, So this is what I'm looking for. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm not. I said, I didn't say it was you. Mm. I did not say it was you. What I said was, this is what I am looking for. Now, if you know right now. 
that's not what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of me saying that. Mm. So then we're not going to waste each other's we're time. We're not even going to waste each other's time. Yeah. But, and I think so many of us are afraid because we, Ooh, we hear yeah. so many different things about, well, you know, you don't want to scare them off if you be like, or scare yes, her off. Do. If I'm like, <laughs> if I'm off. like, you know, I'm ready to be married. But again, like you said, I'm not saying it's you, but yeah. so you know, this is what I, I, I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm not saying... I'm getting ready to pick up the phone and call my pastor, like, so we can, you know. <laughs> and go through marriage. Right. Like, that's so we ready. What's his last name? Hold on. What's your last name? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm clear about what I want. And I want you to be aware of that because if we come into this and we find out six months a year from now Mm. like we really deeply do love each other but we don't want the same thing Mm -hmm. that's gonna cause harm Mm. because now we have to decide we're gonna both compromise to stay together because we love each other or we're gonna walk away and be hurt because we're not gonna be with this person we now have developed these deep feelings for so the the parting and the splitting doesn't always it's not always because somebody did me wrong situation. Yeah. Sometimes it's because we don't know each other mm. and we come to know each other and realize, oh, my God, I really love you. But I just can't mm. like now I can't do mm. this with you. Yeah. And that's the real love of mm. knowing when you have to walk away, mm-hmm. not that falling into that fake love trap mm-hmm. of being like, well, just to be like, I got somebody. Mm-hmm. But shoot, I know if we gonna be together, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be hor- I'm gonna be horrible, and this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. I rather love you for real to be like, nah, we gotta part yeah. our way. Yeah, and so we have those early conversations. It's just like you know, I've had conversations with people before, and it's like, well, have you? You know, just like asking people their, you know, their uh, status. You know, whether mm-hmm. that's HIV or yeah. you know, sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, sexually transmitted diseases or whatever and mm-hmm. and typically you don't go on the first day and they say <laughs> you got it or not <laughs> no <laughs> but <laughs> before you're going to be romantic you know sexually mm-hmm. intimate with somebody you should be having that conversation if you feel uncomfortable having that conversation you should feel uncomfortable having sex mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. if you feel uncomfortable having a conversation about what you want out of a relationship you should be uncomfortable being in a relationship mm. And so, yeah, we're afraid of scaring people away, but that goes back to, am I enough? Am I okay without the somebody? And when I feel like I'm okay without the somebody, I'm okay with scaring them away if they don't want the same thing. And it's not even so much about scaring them away. It gives them the opportunity to make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. If you knew you wanted to cheat and have multiple girlfriends, let me know ahead of time. So then I could say, oh, yeah, I'm with that, which I ain't. Or, or, no, that's not my thing. You know what? You go ahead and be with, oh, girl, because she likes that (laughs) or whatever, which most people don't. But, you know, you let people make an informed decision. You never want people to feel like they're they're being tricked to love you Mm -hmm. or to Mm -hmm. to stay in relationship with you. Yes. So going back to that foundational piece is loving you enough mm-hmm. having those upfront conversations like having the conversations with people and not in the rush to live up to those relationship goals mm-hmm. yeah having those conversations and you know just even in just those simple things you know you get a text message hey what you doing <laughs> sleep it's eleven thirty. <laughs> you know <laughs> being okay with saying this is not okay you could yes. call me uh, up until mm-hmm. but after that what do you what do you want right yeah i just want to talk no you don't no you don't talk about what <laughs> call a hotline <laughs> oh god <laughs> and I, i've had Whichever to tell one people like <laughs> no this is not okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were okay with it yeah. you know either you're gonna be with it or you're not and it's- let that be that Exactly. Either they're going to get in line because not everybody is going to come to the situation um, handling things the way you would handle it. Yeah. You have you you also give that person the opportunity to make the shift. 
Mm. Because some people will. We're not going to agree on absolutely everything. And some things we can agree to disagree. Like, okay, well, that's your thing. That's my thing. Okay, fine. But we can still do this. There are other things when one of us got to make the shift or both of us are going to have to shift a little bit in order to make this work. Mm -hmm. But you give people the opportunity to do that. Mm. And and the at the end of the day, if I keep taking your call at midnight or have you come over at midnight, you don't never take me nowhere, all that. I got to live with myself when you go home. Mm. And again, that's back to that, that self-love. Am I going to be okay with myself knowing that I really didn't get what I wanted out of this? Mm. And if I'm not okay with that, then I'm not going to let you be okay with it. Not with me. That's true. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, like, y'all need to be here, like, live. <laughs> I'm just saying, because I'm about to get some free sessions. But just, <laughs> We're going to barter. Right, yes. <laughs> it's my week to get a session from you, and yes. then next week you get a session from me. Yes, I love it. I love it. But we'll be right back after this, and you're listening to the Evolving Chair Podcast. And she dropping so many gems for y'all because I'm soaking it up. So I know y'all soaking it up. And so right now we going to get ready to play a little game. Uh-oh. <laughs> Should I be worried? No, nah, girl, you got this. You got this. And of course, the game going to be called Real Love versus Fake Love. And so, Miss Anita, I, I made you okay. <laughs> this little, uh, like, um. Mm, Paddle type of thing. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Just folded the paper in half <laughs> and wrote real love on one side and fake love on the other. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I'm going to read like little comments or things and, and just based off of you, you know, your knowledge and your experiences, how you would rank this either real love or fake love. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> mm, let me see. Where, where should I start? When you get an invite to Netflix and chill. <laughs> Is it real love <laughs> or fake love? <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm I'm not I'm gonna save my commentary. Fake love. Fake love. I, <laughs> fake love. <laughs> Sorry, Netflix and chillers. <laughs> oh God. Um when the person appreciates you for who you are. Real love. Real love. Real yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> when the person seeks revenge. Fake love. Mm, <laughs> if a follower likes every single picture of yours and writes a comment on every single pic. Crazy love. <laughs> you Fake know love. what? When I wrote that out, I said, I need one that's like uh <laughs> that stalker love. Stalker love. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh God. I should probably block them. Yes. No, for real. I've had 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 that happen before, and oh, I just no. was like, "Block." Ooh. I don't even know you. I yeah, that's you. Know, that's weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> block. I don't even know how we got to be friends. Oh God. <laughs> they slipped through the cracks. <laughs> oh God. When the person only wants to talk and not listen to what you have to say. And see, okay, and so maybe I should have thrown a disclaimer out here because, you know, it if you say fake love and then you mm-hmm. can have, like, your commentary to be like, but, mm-hmm. blah, blah, yeah. or real love, but. Yeah, so fake love um, is really selfishness. Um, and, and there could be some other elements, you know, there could be some abusive elements in there, but not always. Sometimes it's just selfishness and self-centeredness, but that's not what r- a real uh, mutual respectable love looks like. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> getting an inbox from someone saying that they are madly in love with you and want to marry you. Hmm? And you don't know them. Because it, so one hand could be love at first sight. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. <clears throat> That's another block situation. <laughs> I need like a block love. Yeah. <laughs> block that love. <laughs> right now. Oh, God. When it's all about the physical aspects of you. So fake love, disclaimer. Yeah, fake. I'm just going to go with like fake love right now. You heard what I said. <laughs> Some of my ex-husband and I used to say to each other, I heard what you didn't say. Ooh. Like, oh, I heard you. That's good. <laughs> when all they want to do is just take care of you financially, emotionally. Real love. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> what? They want to do what? <laughs> Real love. Where you at? <laughs> you said, I don't even need to hear the rest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what else was you going to say? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you said, when he all wants to take care <laughs> right. of you. Everything. Real love. Oh, God. This is number. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I cannot. Well, that—that's the end of our real love versus fake love. I do want to say that sometimes what looks like real love or fake love mm-hmm. may not be either or. You know, it mm-hmm. may not—they it may not be as it appears because everybody's definition of love is different, yeah. and how people are uh, groomed to know love looks different. And so sometimes people do things that are hurtful. Um, and that's the only way they know how to love right now. Doesn't yeah. mean that they don't love you. Mm-hmm. Don't mean you got to stay. Just right. means that you, that's right. how they know how to love. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that, right? Because, yeah, because, you know, of course, it's all fun and games, the real mm-hmm. love versus fake mm-hmm. love. But like you said, people grow up differently mm-hmm. and their experiences are very different mm-hmm. with showing what love looks like and feels like. Yep. Oh, I'm glad you said that. And so, you guys, Miss Arnita is going to give us the wellness tip of the day. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and so for you guys who may not be familiar with it, but you know your wellness tip is something that is evolving to you to help you evolve into your better self to live your best life. And so, whether that's like a podcast, a book, um, words of advice, words of wisdom, affirmations. And so, Miss mm-hmm. Arnita will leave us on that tip. All right. So the wellness tip that I want to give is I want people to actually do something. I want you for the next seven days. You can do it for longer. But for the next seven days, each morning, get up, go in the mirror, look yourself in the eye. Have you ever heard the phrase, you know, the the eye of the window to the soul or, you know, whatever? Look yourself in the eye and tell yourself, I love you. And so don't do it rush. Take your time, stand there and gaze into your own eyes. Look into your own soul and tell yourself, I love you. We often give the I love you's to everybody else, but we never take the time to tell ourselves, I love you. And mm-hmm. and especially in times like, you know, like the school shooting or even on Facebook, I've seen like so many people have had so many people die, you know, and it's like yeah. life is short. Tell people you love them, but life is short. Do you ever tell yourself, I love you. Mm. And so take the time to do that each morning. Don't rush. Stand there. Look at you. And it'll get uncomfortable. And it's supposed to. Mm. Because you want to stand there until you feel that move something in you. And you know without a shadow of a doubt you are loved. It doesn't matter by who else but by yourself. I love that. I love that. We're going to create a hashtag for that, too, to make right. sure people are, are doing that. And I'm going to start mine tomorrow. Okay. So I'm good. I'm, I'm going to do it mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Seven days. Yes. Good. I'm going to do it because I, I, I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. I tell myself enough I love mm-hmm. me. I mm-hmm. tell my babies I love you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But no, I don't look in the mirror to be like, I love me. Like, yeah. And and you got to say it out of your mouth. Like, don't think it in your head. You have to right. verbally. So that. you the words have to come out of your own mouth. So it goes back into your own ears and it gets into your own heart. Mm. And you look yourself in the eye while you're doing it. Mm. And not like in a rush. I love you. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> really take right. the time to stand there and, and be in that moment. Because I say a whole lot of stuff to myself in the mirror. You know, I I love you, girl. You look good. <laughs> I say some other stuff too, but you know, it's for another time, or it's probably not. 
<laughs> I love it. And Miss mm-hmm. Anita, can you let the TC listeners know where you can be found at? Because I know it's people going to be like, man, I need to go see her. And... Yeah, she's dope yeah. I want to have her come speak yeah yeah so I love speaking if you can't tell I love to talk um, <laughs> so on social media you can follow me on my Facebook page so facebook.com backslash Arnita Holloman A-R-N-I-T-T-A H-O-L-L-I-M-A-N um my website, which is in need of updating. So if there's somebody out there that is like, I just wanted to bless somebody with updating their <laughs> yes, website. you better. com. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, you're like, Jesus, what's her number? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so, um, yes, yeah, so I love um, to come and speak if you're you're looking for a speaker. Um, I have I have a live class coming up on Facebook soon. So Ooh. go to my Facebook page. Um, click like. Don't just click like. Make you sure you check the notifications and you turn on um, the notifications so that you're getting all of them. Um, and I will see you around. Yes, and thank you so much for being a wonderful guest. I got to have you back. So this isn't the last time that you coming back. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love your energy. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So thank you guys for tuning in again. And I hope you guys were blessed by what we shared on real love versus fake love. And thank you to my wonderful guest, Miss Arnita Holloman, and our sponsors for today's session, Audible. So until next time, peace. Bye-bye. Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.